goodness. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the official Red Patch Boys podcast. My name's Ben McClellan. Uh, my partner in crime is Cam Miller. And Cam, I'm not letting anything get me down tonight. I'm trying to stay calm right now, but my heart is beating out of my chest after that match. Uh, Toronto FC picks up a 2-1 win over Club Leon. They advance 3-2 on aggregate. Uh, Cam, early thoughts. Well, we can all re- re- relax our sphincters. Um, we pulled it off. That was very much squeaky bum time at the end after we conceded. But my goodness, what a performance. Um, I just, I'm, I'm blown away by uh, Bradley's ability to, to come through and, and lead that team. Um, he looked phenomenal. I'm just, you're right. I'm cloud nine. Fantastic. Better result than anyone could have hoped for. Um, big ups to Bono for pulling out those big saves near the end too. Yeah, certainly. And I was way more confident. I know last week's match, uh, the confidence definitely fell as soon as you saw that lineup come out this week. Uh, I saw that lineup and obviously it's not super encouraging, but hell of a lot more confident than I was last week. And, you know, the boys did everything uh, possible to to pick up that result tonight. Um thoroughly impressed with with all the kids and uh i just mentioned in one of our chats uh i'm not no more dp talk on this podcast until toronto fc actually signs a designated player we're gone no point wasting our time on that when we've got these exciting kids in our squad well let's let's go let's go let's go i think position by position let's break it down from from goalkeeper to strikers and look through i think how that that victory came about so sounds good to me uh Chris Armis, fantastic selection. I think keeping the core team together. Bono earned his spot back in net. Westberg was on the bench. Um, glad he went back in. I think that that rang true, especially late in the game. Um, Bono's, you know, progressed um, through, I think, his career at TFC. Having his rookie seasons and just, you know, coming out as a young player, then being usurped by... Um, you know, Westbrook to come back in, even Irwin at times, you know, being the more senior player, I think Bono's grown. Uh, I have this ongoing joke. I don't know many people who, who listen will know this, but there was a fantastic restaurant in downtown Toronto called Ama. It was a uh, Argentinian steakhouse. And I've, uh, I know a lot of TFC players frequent it. Bono being one of them. I've, I've met him there a couple of times and they had probably the best empanadas on the planet. And they had dollar empanada night. I think it was like a Tuesday or Thursday. And you could go in and eat dollar empanadas. And they were phenomenal. And when Bono had rough patches, I always said, it's the empanada's fault. This is why. Too much chimichurri sauce and empanadas. Now, Ama is closed. Bono's been displaced to uh, Florida. Performances have improved. I'm just saying, I think it's the <laughs> lack of empanadas that Bono's back to being his best self. Uh, confident in the air. I think his shot stopping was as good as it's usually been, but really held on to those rebounds, rebounds, sorry, which we didn't see last game. Um, dominated the game, wasted time when we needed to. Looked like he got accosted in the net on that goal. Yeah. Um, but typical Concacaf. That fashion, was no cards. Yeah, and that was that was the one thing uh, that really stood out to me. It was uh, Alex Bono's always been a tremendous shot stopper, right? We know that. We know he's a big body presence in the air as well. It was that kind of rebound 
type of opportunities that he sometimes gives up those ones where you're kind of like, you know, you kind of, you kind of just swallow, you know, whatever's in your mouth for a second. Cause he might cough one up. None of those tonight. Terrific, terrific from Alex Bono tonight. And <laughs> that, uh, that performance he had inside the net after the lay on goal was something else. I think he tried to sell the referee knocking him over there at one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Certainly. Yeah, he, was, he was, he, I don't think he knew it was the ref. I think he got grabbed and was yeah. like, Hey, 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 Hey. He's like, no, that was the ref, bro. Little CONCACAF <laughs> esque, but I'm certainly not complaining. Uh, the back line. I thought they were terrific tonight. Only one or two moments where they did something where I'm like, okay, guys, well, you know, one or two balls night. over the top. Yeah. I think they had a quiet night. And I think that's Which the is best good. thing. Uh, on, For on a the defender party, 100%. We, we, we said Oro was quiet. And I was like, that's the best thing you want to hear is that Oro is going about his business quietly. And Leon never really had an attack down the right side. Um, and that's a benefit. To, to the back line. And I think Aro looked terrific in the attack too, um, including late in the game, just trying to hold up possession in, in the attacking half, right? Um, great job in just keeping play alive, keeping the ball with TFC's feet, um, you know, managing a flick over the defender or finding a teammate who will just give him the ball right back to waste a little bit of clock, right? I thought Aro was terrific. Lorea was terrific tonight. A couple goal scoring opportunities. Realistically, we we're talking about it could have been, you know, uh 3-1 TFC. Realistically, if Lorea maybe puts one or two of his home, it could be 5-1. Obviously, we're not looking that far, but you know, he looked terrific both defending and attack-wise, brought a lot of energy on that side. Um, you know, typical Richie Lorea fashion. Um, a bit of uh a bit of grit. Oh, 100%. Right? Like a couple of 100%. balls where, you know, 50-50, a couple of fouls. Um, and he did lash out at the player uh, one of the times, a bit of a, a kind of a swing backwards. And you hope he, he keeps his head about himself. But yeah. again, I, I, I like the grit. This is more 100%. of a compliment for him. I, I think you need that ability to fight against these Mexican sides who are going to come at you with all the intelligence of a good team who goes, we know how to make you angry. We know how to draw fouls. And, you know, he stood up to them and, and, and put them in their place. And I don't think Lyon really generated chances like they did in the first game. They had one clear-cut shot that Bono robbed them on, and they had their goal. That was really it. I don't think there were many moments other than that where I was severely concerned. I think I aged 10 years last week watching that game. Today, it was maybe a span of maybe the last 10 minutes of the first half, maybe again the last 10 minutes of the game where I was a bit nervous. But beyond that, I, I didn't see anywhere near the attacking prowess that Lyon has, has presented in the last game. So big up to the back line there. Um, I think Singh coming in the middle there was phenomenal for a young guy coming up from the, our, our academy to, to settle into the game. Bit of a cramp near the end there, but it, to be expected in preseason, they covered a lot of ground. Uh, but agreed, I think a solid defensive um, performance from the back four. I agree. And at this point, I don't think there should be any conversation about the role Luke Singh plays in this team. I think no doubt need to give him a full contract, right? We've gave, we gave him two short-term contracts, basically the equivalent of a 10-day contract in the NBA. Um, you know, two basic, basically one-game contracts for both these legs. Uh, looked terrific coming off the bench last week. Uh, awesome as a starter tonight. Uh, part of me was like, why not start Justin Morrow at center back? But 
uh, you know, you look at how Luke Sim now, Luke Singh performed tonight, and it was it was terrific. Now, is that showing the intelligence of Armis identifying talents, playing the right people? I know we're going to get up to the, the 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 rest of the lineup here, but I think Armis got it exactly right today, pairing the right athleticism beside Gonzalez. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. And I mean, we'll talk about Armis when when we get through the entire lineup and a little more insight into tonight's game. Um, but this style that Armis is rolling out and, you know, just the mentality of this team is really exciting. Uh, more so than I saw a lot of matches with Greg Vanny, right? Really high tempo, the high press, uh, a lot of fun. Um, moving into the midfield, you had Noble Okello tonight. You had Michael Bradley, Marky Delgado, Ralph Preso. Um, who am I forgetting? Schaffelberg. Schaffelberg. Yeah, yeah. Can't forget me. Um, everybody there. Terrific. The one thing that early on in the match, the one thing I noticed was there's a lot of times where in, as a young uh, soccer player, you learn always come to the ball. Uh, the one thing that stood out to me, it happened at least four times and I was getting so angry over the littlest thing was that Michael Bradley would have a pass coming to him and he'd just stop running and get cut off. And I'm like, Michael, come on, man. It's the fundamentals. But really, that's the only thing I had to complain about with Michael Bradley tonight. He he dictated everything in that midfield, um, both offensively and defensively, got more involved in the attack than I'm used to. Um, I really liked what I saw from the midfield tonight. What about you? Um, I, I think looking at the midfield, there are a lot of elements that made me happy is that they controlled the game for a big parts of the match, uh, a home game again, in quotations, they changed the, the pitch last minute. So I'm sure even TFC were a bit thrown off by that. Anyone who, who wants to feel what that feels like could just have seen the first half of that game with that camera angle. That was Ugh. certainly uh, due to the fact that they had to quickly set up a live stream pitch side. Yeah, and please, I'd like to. Originally. I would like to put out there right now: do not get on one soccer's ass for that. That's not on them. Not on them. You know, the facility just doesn't allow for normal type camera work. But continue, Cam. Continue. I just want to get that out. Yeah, it was it was a last minute <laughs> change, so they got over there. But just looking just looking at that pitch, you know, it was it, it was a different style of game. Uh, I think I saw a couple red shirts in in the the stands. Maybe they they could hear some of them. But at the end of the day, Bradley bossed the game. He was it was a truly captain's performance and he set the tone for everyone's expectations. I'd love to see the mileage that everyone covered and I think he must have covered an immense amount of of, of pitch. Um, I, I, I don't think I saw him waiting for passes. Maybe I just wasn't looking for it. I'll be honest. I, I didn't really look at how he received balls as much as I saw him winning the ball back and distributing. And even when he made a mistake, I think at one point in the first half, he played a quick one touch pass and it went to no one. And then the first thing that happened was he ran the guy down, won the ball back and instantly TFC had possession again. So Big ups to Bradley for coming back from an injury after last season and being in peak physical shape. He looks fantastic out there. Um, yeah, he really does. I think he sets a standard for all of TFC's midfielders and players like Preso are, are adapting to it. I think Delgado has done an amazing job of adapting to Bradley's style and he's become a big part of the, the, the squad now. Um, 
my biggest concern is is Bradley's set pieces, but I think that's TFC's set pieces as a whole are a big struggle. A lot of corners go to waste. A lot of free kicks go to waste. You know, we're we're a far cry from when Giovinco could yeah. have a free kick anywhere and, and in, that's, the, in the half, and it might be a goal. I think that's just a result of no Pozuelo in there, right? He he is our set piece yeah. guy, so that's you know small gripe, obviously, right? Um, well, yeah, you're, 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 you're taking pot shots at someone who had a phenomenal game and exactly. you know, I'll, I'll say that. So, um, Akello started super bright. Uh, he got absolutely robbed by this referee on the goal. If you haven't seen it, um, amazing play from Bradley to, to cross the ball in and it, it, uh, takes a deflection off a defender, uh, trying to head the ball away, falls beautifully for Akello and Akello promptly puts it in the, in, into the net and is called offside. The time of the cross, he's well on side. Yeah. In his six foot, six foot four strides, he clearly makes a great amount of space forward, heads it in, clearly a goal, no VAR, huge failure there. But these things happen. Yeah. Um, and that was tough. He also had a great save by the Leon keeper um, on a through ball. Uh, he got his foot rounded brilliantly, got it on net, just a little too close to the keeper who palmed it away. I think he's just super exciting. The biggest thing that happened for me is he absolutely burnt himself out in the first 25 minutes. After that, he disappeared. He was gone. It's a fitness thing perhaps, but I think he's a super bright star and I would love for him to get his fitness up to MLS quality uh, and, and play 60, 70 minutes and see what he can do there because he's, he, he is a huge influence and a huge asset to us going forward. Um, uh, Delgado went about his business quietly tonight. I don't think he did anything outstanding. I don't think he did anything that changed the world, but he did his job, which meant Lyon could not set up their game in the midfield. They could not get their passes coming through. I think he did exactly what we expect him to be. He is our pit bull and he does it really well, really disciplined. So for me, massive game from him. Uh, Schaffelberg. I like to think that he scored the first goal by simply bouncing the ball off Patrick Mullins. It, he, he, he created, he ran, he won the ball back. A few times he got into the 18 and just kind of got shuffled away by the Leon defenders that hopefully he'll learn to be able to cut into and, and maybe draw a, a foul or a PK. And I think that's... Uh, Richie Larea yeah. can teach him that. But I, I think he did a fantastic job, again, going strength to strength, being a dynamo in terms of energy. And when he came off, I, I think he, he, he proved himself in every sense of the word. I agree. And I think him kind of being dispossessed in the 18 is a lot of him just being young. And I think at that age, he's still coming into his body a little bit, right? Still probably needs to put on a little bit of muscle, but absolutely nothing wrong there. And a tremendous, tremendous ball to uh, that just happened to hit Patrick Mullins on the foot and uh, end up in the back of the net. But uh, the one thing, the entire midfield is terrific tonight. Whenever I would think of Noble Okello, because I've been aware of him despite him not really getting too much match action at TFC, I always thought he was more of a defensive uh, type midfielder, with especially with a size like six foot four, right? But his, his offensive upside is just terrific. Um, creates quite a bit, finds the ball in his foot in around the area. Um, smart movement, very smart. One hundred percent. Yeah, and you mentioned him getting burnt out after probably about the first half an hour. Um, probably just not used to, you know, still getting used to the professional, the professional game at this level. Um, you know, that's that's one of the big things with professional footballers is a lot of it just comes uh, 
knowing when to use your energy and that speed and all that stamina. Right. So that's just a big learning yeah, thing for him. Energy. I think um, his goal not being, being called off is, is obviously unfortunate and uh, horrendous to, to put it frankly, just horrendous officiating on that. Um, the only thing that I really think the, the, the assistant referee might've saw to call that off was that he thought the, the cross went off, the head of uh, Patrick Mullins in the box. But outside of that, I can't think of any possible excuse this referee could have for calling that ball, that, that goal offside. Um, yeah. But you know, those things happen. And when that happened, I thought, Oh fuck, here we go. This is, you know, we just got conca calfed and that's it. It's all downhill from here. I'm, I'm glad the boys were able to get past that. And, uh, put out a tremendous effort in the second half to to find two goals uh well, let's let, let's talk about the goal scorer the yeah striker. yeah mr. which one mullins himself. justin morrow that striker? no mr mullins <laughs> we'll give mullins his credit because i yes. if anyone was on the the virtual um viewing party uh for the red patch boys which uh prez uh djq's put on the forum so if anyone wants to participate in the next viewing party for the montreal game this weekend Make sure you check the forums for the Zoom link. Um, I won't be able to participate. I'll be working, but uh, it's certainly a fun place to banter and talk. And I had a lot of criticism for Mullins. I was I was I was ragging on him for pretty much the whole game until he scored. So with the 55th minute, um, but he, he he did exactly what I said he always does. Is the only time Mullins scores is if it's a one touch finish inside the six yard box, and it was exactly that a beautiful build up from the midfield into Schaffelberg. Schaffelberg ran in, confident, head up, played a brilliantly crisp pass behind the back line, and Mullins was there to slot it in the bottom corner. Fantastic goal, great finish, and, you know, he did exactly what his job was to do, score the one chance he gets. Um, so big credit to, to Mullins for doing that, but uh, I, I think he does better at dropping into the, you know, middle of the pitch to, to play a ball off far too often. Bradley or one of the midfielders or the wingers were carrying the ball up and he's, he's, he's jogging along. He's not sprinting to get into that, that, that final third position. He, he, he's never in the opportunity to score unless the ball is naturally or organically building up to where he actually is. So uh, my criticism of Mullins remains, but Hey, he scored the most important goal we had, which was the first goal to build our confidence. Cause after that, we, we grew into the game a heck of a lot more. I think after that first half, we really lost a bit of hope and lost a bit of energy and that 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 55th minute goal of that first 10 minutes was massively picked up for us. So for him to do that, I think was great. And the substitutions that that Armas made to bring on um, Moro and uh, Perusia were good, uh, but Perusia looks like a Mullins 2.0. <laughs> well, the thing is, um, is, runs the same, looks the same. You know, he's super young. I'll, I'll give him a chance to grow into the game, but. I think he was very ineffectual going forward. Well, the thing is, is Perusa isn't a striker. He's he's a winger slash, you know, left, right, mid. So, you know, putting him right in I front. I thought of, he was a striker. Or, oh, no, he's okay. he's a winger. I, I yeah, yeah Perusa's a winger. So I thought he did. I mean, at the same time, at that point in the match, too, I think Armas is probably telling him, oh, you don't. You know, scoring is not the biggest thing there. I thought he did a tremendous job of holding up possession in the attacking end, which at the point in the match where he came on the pitch, that's all he needed to do. 
as far as I was concerned. I thought he did a tremendous job of that. Looked really crafty with the ball on his feet, created a couple chances, uh, danced around a couple lay-on defenders, and a guy that young playing at that level for the first time, really. Uh, tremendous to see. Um, but I certainly see the the comparison in Mullins that you see. Uh, I would take it for a grain of salt, though, just because I think he was playing out of position a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, Mullins did everything. Yeah. yeah, Mullins did everything he needed to, I thought. Um, you know, put him in, put him himself in that position to score that first goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, nothing spectacular, but that's that's Patrick Mullins for you, right? He basically hey, just he a warm job done, right? Exactly, he's a warm body when you know you need somebody up front. Um, as, as I said to, to the group chat, it was um, he's like uh, unflavored yogurt, not even <laughs> vanilla, just unflavored yogurt. Does the job, right? <laughs> Not a lot of flavor. Dairy tips with Cam. Um, I thought, you know, you just look at all of it. Uh, I didn't even mention myself being out there on the wing. Uh, Jacob Schaffelberg, a tre- another tremendous match tonight. A lot of energy. Terrific ball for the goal. Um, you know, I, I overall, I just really liked everything I saw tonight. And maybe that's just because I'm really happy we picked up the result and went through. Um, but you know, it, not a lot to be upset about tonight. Uh, well, what Toronto about Moro's position when he came on? So Moro and, and, and Delion coming on. I like Delion to come on and get stuck in. A bit of grit, a bit of, uh, of seniority and doubled heads. Same with Moro. But you'd assume Moro would come back into a wingback position. And he replaced Schaffelberg and was very advanced, very forward. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where... You know, at that point in the match, you want all the defenders you can have possible. And I think with with that being the case, he was... I mean, you still had Lorea and Aro on the pitch, who are your two starting win that wingbacks to begin the match. So my guess is it kind of shifted to a five at the back with Aro moving more central and... Lorea moving a bit more central, maybe. And whoever was on that far wing to end the match kind of shifting back. I don't even know. I I guess you, you still had two center backs out there. My math doesn't add up, but that's why I'm hosting this podcast. I can't do math. Um, you know, it was he's the right guy to have out there at that time in the match. Veteran experience played in a lot of these types of games with TFC's previous CONCACAF runs. Um, really liked what I saw and, you know, finds himself in front of the net for a little hand of God goal. Well, this is the wild part is, you know, it happened. And I was like, what, what happened? First of all, great build up play, uh, Ralph Preso. I don't think we've spoken about it enough. Uh, if, if at all, Ralph Preso, phenomenal game, you know, quiet in the first mm-hmm. half grew into strength. That the strength Preso is the other guy who was missing on that other way. Yeah, Preso. Yeah. Preso. I think Preso played in a phenomenal game. And I, I pity we, we forgot him there, but again, what do we know? Um, it, fantastic ability to attack players, find space, and 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 that goal is a, a direct result of Preso's uh, proactive use of, of the football and 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 his his body movement. Um, but 
kudos to, to Moro for being on the last man and pressing them. This is how Gallardo scored our away goal, our integral away goal last game. Press this back line, they make mistakes, and that is exactly what happened here. He got yeah. tackled, which would have been 100% a penalty shot. I would and think I say 100%, so. I, I shouldn't because so, but he, you he, never he know. Had a goal as well. So, um, is it a handball? I, I don't think so in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, he's yeah. falling to the ground. The handball doesn't happen if the he... ball into the net. The handball doesn't happen if he's not no, fouled so, from behind. Yeah. It's a goal for me. Um, and and great for him for pressing high. I, I mentioned on the, again, on the virtual chat about how uh, his uh, Moro's uh, hat trick is one of my favorite because he had no business scoring a hat trick. But this is it, right? You have this aggressive uh, wing back who goes into these positions and, and just like Mullen's goal, puts himself in a position to be able to take advantage of this error of a good pass and that's what happened he took advantage of a great pass built up from preso and we capitalized so that's what this team needs to do for sure he made a tremendous run on his goal too is the one thing he i you know we we fail to mention is you know you mentioned him pressing high he made a tremendous run it was it looked like a striker's instinct on that run i will certainly take it um impressions on armis for you cam for me um i love this system really exciting um very fast uh physical um trying to think of other words to describe it but it's it's very Um, fun it's it's great to see the confidence everyone has head manning the ball it's not kick and run. I don't think we saw the ball really lobbed out very much. And especially in a game where you're winning and everyone kind of thinks you're the underdog, the natural, uh, I think, feeling is I'm tired. My legs are heavy, late in the game, just get it out. And there weren't many chances where we just lobbed the ball away. It was a take a second, take a step, find the one, two pass, play into space. Head up, turn into space. A lot of great play into space, finding the right players. And that's why I give a lot of credit to Bradley for being the midfield maestro and, and you know, uh, Delgado and, and Priso for, for being able to move their feet for 90 minutes and find space, right? That's a heavy, hard game to play this early in the season. So I, I think Armis has done a great job of a possession game uh, against a very good team. I, 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 I want to give him all the credit that's due. I don't think there's many criticisms to make uh, based on his quad selection. He, who else does he have to put on the pitch? Right. It's, you know, he, he's taking what, what the, the, the soccer gods have given him. So uh, I like where we're going. I even like we, the chances we're creating. I, I think we're, we're a dangerous team. We, we could have had three goals today, four goals today. Yeah. I think the, the their, their keeper made a great save. Uh, two great saves in the first two, half. Two on the Rayo. One on Akello. Um, uh, I can't remember who took two on the Rayo. Um, two on the Rayo, and then also in the second half, some big yeah. saves. So again, this is the team that I like. Is a possession-based team, cool, confident, calm out of the back, and you know, exciting coming down the wing where it's not only crosses, but you know, shots coming through the midfield. Um, it remains to be seen how it goes from here, but all positives for me. Certainly. And I think we both summed it up pretty well tonight. I'd like to think Uh, you'll certainly be able to find all of this on Red Patch Boys social media, my personal social media. media. Yes. Who's your man in the match? Uh, You always need to put me in these positions. Always. Uh, (laughs) My man of the match tonight. 
would likely be Jacob Schaffelberg again. I thought he was tremendously instrumental in, I think one thing we forgot to mention on the first goal was, I don't know if you saw the little fake run. He he sold the lay on center back on. He started coming in towards the middle of the pitch. Bradley got the ball on his feet, went out. Defender didn't see it. And that's what created that space for him to send in that terrific, terrific ball. Uh, yeah. Easy, easy one for me. I think Jacob Schaffelberg's the man of the match for me. Ben McClellan. Ben McClellan. Yeah. That, <laughs> uh, the doppelganger. Uh, I agree. I, I think, I think Schaffelberg is, is definitely the man of the match for me is he was the game changer. You know, he, he created the opportunity there. He worked his, his ass off the entire game. Um, and he set a tone for all the young players. Right. This is someone who's now at the age where he had that, you know, early stint. Now he's gone secondary. Here is where he say, I, I'm, I'm making a bid for my starting position for the remainder of the season. Um, and it was a big one. Um, as much as I want to give it to Bradley for leading us to that victory. I think Schaffelberg, that's what I expect from Bradley. That's his, that's his job. Schaffelberg, I think, exceeded expectations tonight. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I think this is now a Jacob Schaffelberg stan podcast but uh <laughs> a lot of fun tonight um a tremendous result for our lads um and if i'm correct i believe we take on cruz azul in the quarterfinals now which will be a lot more fun hopefully a little more yeah, not to make our, our path to the final any harder. more difficult yeah. but yeah here are two amazing mexican teams to play to start and apparently yeah. if we, we do make the final we have to play maybe one more Mexican team if they win there. So it's going to be a very arduous journey. But the positive is the last time we made the Champions League final, it was all Mexican teams as well, I think. Maybe Colorado was the only other team we beat. So, uh, Yeah, in the first round we beat Colorado. That is correct. And then it was Tigres and Club America. And then the unfortunate counters with Guadalajara. Um, that's all for us tonight. TFC back in action Saturday against the Montreal Cats Bottom FC. Um, you know, a lot to be excited about there. We won't get too into it right now because I think we've used up most of our space for tonight. Then again, we can do whatever the hell we want. It's our podcast. Um, but uh, Toronto FC advancing in the CONCACAF Champions League after a 2-1 win over Club Leon. Uh, they go through 3-2 on aggregate. Before we head out, Cam, is there anything you want to leave with? I think this is an extremely exciting start to our season. Uh, I hope everyone's excited about uh, our kickoff for the MLS season coming up this weekend. Mark your calendars. Get excited. Check out the forums for any uh, virtual watching parties. There's going to be one. And uh, share the love. Get everyone excited that this should be a very good season to go forward with. Yeah, certainly. Couldn't have put better myself. Uh, young team, exciting team, exciting efforts tonight and last Wednesday. We're going through to face Cruz Azul in the CONCACAF Champions League quarterfinal. Uh, you've been listening to the official Jacob Schaffelberg fan podcast. I'm joking. It is the official Red Patch Boys podcast. Uh, I've been Ben McClellan. That has been Cameron Miller. And we will see you next, uh, I guess, this weekend. We will see you this weekend. Dick Tech, Tabernak. Who the F's the impact? I already used my F-bomb tonight.
Uh, we'll see you this weekend. Thanks for listening. Come on, you Reds. Thank you.